Jimmy, what's going on, brother? <laughs> hey, buddy. What's going on, man? I just reviewed your LinkedIn deal, dude. You got the big new job <laughs> recently, yeah. man. That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank Welcome you. to my program. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of your life story since we go back to our days at CHTV, our early days. <laughs> but to start out, man, are you from Carmel originally? I, I don't even know that. Yeah, I am. Well, I mean, I was born in Colorado, but I only lived there for like a year and then okay. moved to moved to Indy when I was like four after living in Knoxville. And then my parents are both from uh, around Indianapolis. Same deal with you, your parents? Uh, both my parents are from Pennsylvania. Okay. Were they athletically inclined? Because I know you played hockey at Carmel. My mom played uh, field hockey and then my dad played ice hockey. And that's how he kind of uh, got us into it. And uh, yeah. he played for Penn State growing up. So, yeah. Um, first of all, I should list the title that you got uh, the director of uh, content communications for the Indy 11 now after three years with the Indy Fuel. Tell me, going back to Carmel and your experience playing there, that wasn't a sanctioned sport that was like a club deal wasn't it for hockey yeah 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 we were a club team so uh, we got a little bit of love from the from the high school but uh we were not allowed to be the greyhounds we had to be the ice hounds but uh we were able to use the blue and gold and use the caramel logo and stuff like that but yeah we are a club sport what what was the process getting other teams to sign on because hockey in indiana wasn't that popular at the high school level from what i can recall <laughs> hockey in Indiana is not popular at all. Yeah. Right. Let's be honest. Uh, no, we, a lot of high school teams, when I was playing, uh, a lot of high schools had teams. Um, it's a little bit less now, um, but a lot of teams were also kind of um, combined with other teams. So like Cathedral and Chittard were on the same team. Lawrence and Westfield were on the same team, stuff like that. So that was kind of how it worked. And you play against those teams. And, and I mean, was it, Hard to find a rink, too. I mean, you have to have the venue in order to support that kind of a game, too. It's not cheap, that's for sure. Um, paying for hockey is hockey is one of the most expensive sports you can play, unfortunately, for my parents who had four boys play. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. But uh, but no, we luckily, there's a rink in Carmel uh, with two sheets of ice, and then there's a rink in, one rink in Westfield and one rink in uh, yeah. Fishers with two sheets of ice as well. Well, you know, Indiana is a basketball state where all you need is uh, a hoop and a ball. What are the costs to hockey? I mean, there, there are a lot of elements, man. <laughs> it depends. I mean, I, I mean, it, it all depends on how high up you want to play and uh, how how high end of equipment you want to pay for. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the highest level, if you're paying for skates, sticks and stuff like that, and uh -huh. a stick will cost you $200. That's just for one. You need a backup. And some people even prefer a third. And then a pair of skates can cost you upwards of five hundred, five or six hundred dollars alone. How many sticks have you broken in your life? Uh, too many, <laughs> too many. Yeah, I always joke that my parents, my parents hated hated me in high school because that was my prime, my prime. But uh, my senior year, I broke like eight or nine, and they were they were not happy with me. Yeah, uh, and again, um, didn't play any other sport besides hockey. I was trying to recall. If you did or not. I played rec league soccer, but that was just kind of Carmel Dad's club. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, and lacrosse was also popular at, at Carmel. I'm only asking this because I know that John Kenny was a really good hockey player. Is it common for hockey players to play lacrosse or, or something else? It is, yeah, especially at the high school and the younger levels. Um, you see a lot of guys who cross over between yeah. hockey and lacrosse, uh, hockey, football, like you, like you mentioned, John Kenny. 
I mean, hockey, basketball, not as much, obviously kind of same season, but hockey lacrosse. Yeah, for sure. A lot of similar elements. A lot of people say that uh, lacrosse is kind of a hockey, soccer and basketball combination. Well, and uh, toughness, I think would be a part of the game. Like you can't play hockey if you're not willing to take contact. Right. I mean, that's part of the game. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're not able to take a hit, you're, you're in trouble. And plus, you know, you know me, man, I got cerebral palsy. Like I, I don't want anything beyond flat, dry land. So <laughs> tell me like what the, the process was for you learning to skate. Cause that would be difficult for me. Yeah, it was, it was very difficult. My parents put me on skates at about three years old. Well, my dad did. I don't know. I don't know how my mom felt about that or not, but I had two uh-huh. older brothers who also played. So about three years old, I was put on skates, took skating lessons at that age as well. Um, and from there kind of, and that was, that was honestly, that's just getting on the ice and learning to literally use the skates, um, <laughs> yeah. and no pads, no nothing, no stick. Uh, I was taught by a figure skater. She, she taught me how to, okay. yeah. how to skate and how to stride, like use your stride and stuff like that. But at three or four years old, like you're, you're just learning to stand on ice, not let alone play hockey. But, long, uh, from there. How long did it take to like feel comfortable with with a stick in your hand and, and playing well I play I was uh I was yeah. a rollerblader at home so it didn't take me insanely long but I hated the, I still to this day hate the cold so that was the least right. my least favorite thing about all of it um but at three four five years old uh you're laying on ice and eating snow so that yeah. was that was always the fun part and just to kind of give me the feeling I mean you've had the feeling enough to describe it what does it feel like to have skates on because you're you're sort of standing on, you know what I mean? Like it's not wearing a shoe. You're, no, it's not. No, it's not. You're standing on knives. Um, yeah. And uh, no, it, it's a, it's a boot. It's a very hard boot um, made out of carbon fiber and goes all the way up your ankle. So like you don't see a whole lot of hockey players, knock on wood, breaking their ankles, but you do see a lot of high ankle sprains because the boot comes so far up your ankle that if you, if you do do something to your ankle, it's going to happen higher up your leg. What injuries did you suffer in your playing career? Uh, I've had I've had a couple of concussions. Um, I tore my labrum in my right shoulder, um, and so had had surgery on that one to uh, repair that. Um, I mean, I've I've broken I broke my thumb getting hit with a shot. That's that's the worst part. But usually usually it's getting hit with a hit with a slap shot or something like that that really does the damage. <laughs> You're not missing any teeth, are you? That's normally a no. Got all my teeth. Point. Got all. Got all my teeth. Luckily, luckily at the uh, at the levels I played, um, you wear you wear a full face cage the entire time, so <laughs> didn't ever have to worry about that. Um, did wear the mouth guard though, just in case. But no, for the, like I've said, for the most part, it's just getting hit with pucks and blocking shots that all that does a lot of damage. Well, and I've heard that hockey is like the fastest sport from from end to end. What does your processing time have to be mentally in order to understand the game and be competitive? <laughs> <laughs> it, I was, uh, I was nowhere near good enough to go, go to any high level. Um, yeah. But at the highest levels, you gotta be, it, it's gotta be insanely fast. I mean, you see in the NHL now, Stanley cup playoffs are going on right now. These guys, it gets faster and faster by the night and, and it's different seasons. You have the regular season playoffs and then the finals are even faster so those guys, like you said, the wherewithal to know what's going on, know when to make a pass, know when to do things at that speed, at skating at 20, 25 miles an hour is, is insane. 
what's the off season for the NHL? I feel like it's two weeks and then they're back to playing. <laughs> no, it's a little bit longer than that. Yeah. Uh, they'll finish, they'll finish like, uh, okay. let's see. They'll finish beginning of June and then uh, they'll go till September. Okay. For off season, at least. Who's your team? I'm a New York Rangers fan. Die hard. Okay. Actually, behind me, behind me is Madison Square Garden. So. All right. And, and forgive me for not knowing. Are they awful? Right. How are they right now? Uh, they made it to the playoffs, but they uh, they did not do as well as they should have. So oh, okay. um, they should have should have been a contender this year, but they uh, they did not play very well. So they're out, unfortunately. I don't see you being much of a problem as far as like instigating fights. Did you do any <laughs> fights in your time? Uh, my mom and my wife would tell you very differently. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, I was uh, in high school, not as much. In college, I was a bit of an instigator, but I would I was not afraid to get in front of the biggest guy on the team. But I always knew that generally I have a bigger guy on my line with me. So all I had to do is take one punch and then I'd get <laughs> out of there. So I just got to be able to take one and then then everybody cleans up for me. So I, I like to run my mouth a little bit too much in, in college and it it got me in trouble for sure. Can you be a marked man in hockey if you say the wrong thing? Like, I'm, I'm going to get revenge now. Like, that's one of those sports where it's it's legal to hurt somebody in that <laughs> arena. You know what I mean? That is true. That's true. No, it, uh, you, you can't. Yeah, you can't saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing. That's why fighting is that's why fighting is part of the game. Also, I played uh, NHL on PlayStation, Xbox. <laughs> Are you a guy that still plays video games and keeps up oh, with yeah. things that yeah. way? Yeah. Still a big video game guy. Yeah, I love I love playing. I'm mainly a sports game guy. Play play NHL, play Madden, uh, MLB. Uh, you name you name the sports game, I'll probably play it. FIFA too, being in the soccer. Oh yeah, big FIFA, big FIFA guy. I love playing <laughs> FIFA. A lot of the teams uh, are from Canada too. I'm curious, would you be willing to move to Canada if a job came about? <laughs> I kind of like it here. I've been to Canada a couple of times to play. Um, when we were growing up, we played in a tournament called Silver Sticks, where uh, if you, you play the local tournament here or around here in the Midwest or whatever, um, if you won the tournament, you got to go to Canada um, and play teams from from all over the country, all over Canada as well. So got to go to I was lucky enough to go to Sarnia twice in Ontario, which is just just across the border of Michigan. And then I went to Niagara Falls once, which is pretty cool. You know, the, the process for getting to the NFL is pretty much go to college hope that you dominate there and then get drafted like what's does it depend on the path for a player wanting to become professional like what what uh, yeah, yeah it's it's very different it's very different in hockey um it's not like any other sport like you said football is kind of high school high school college nfl same with baseball same with uh um basketball stuff like that Hockey's very, very different. Usually hockey, you play either U18, U16, and then you go on, you play, instead of going to college, you play two, maybe three years of junior hockey where it's kind of a low-level pro, I guess is what you would call it. Um, kind of get your ropes, and then then you go to college. So um, you go on to play in college at 21-year-old freshman. Uh, my younger brother's doing it right now. My younger brother played two years of junior hockey in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. And now he's going on to play college next year um, on division one scholarship. And um, he'll be, he'll be 21 heading in as a freshman. I, I got to ask you, cause the athletic gene waved bye-bye to me a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> does it give you a sense of peace knowing that your brother is 
able to play at the Division One level and is showing that he can play. I mean, that that's cool as a as a brother, man. I got to mooch off of somebody, Jimmy. Yeah, that's uh, right. <laughs> totally. No, it's it's very very cool. It's uh, very happy for him. Very proud of him. He's he's worked his ass off, and um, it, it's it's one of those things to be able to go watch him play junior hockey and now go on really live his dream and play Division One college and who knows where he'll go next whether it's pro or getting a job after college so uh we're very proud of him and it is like you said it's one of those things that's pretty cool to watch you did go on to be the media relations director for the indy fuel and i would imagine being a player at any level kind of allows you to be more comfortable in the locker room i mean did, did you establish that with the team like hey i'm a former player i understand a little of what you go through I did. Yeah, I did. I, uh, it made, made the job a lot easier because you understand the game, you understand what's going on. You understand kind of generally what's going on in a locker room and, uh, being on a team and stuff like that. Um, and then it made it easier being around a coach, being around the equipment manager, the perks were nice being friends with the equipment manager and stuff like that too, because it helped me and playing men's league. Um, but no, it it was really good. It, uh, I got to know the guys pretty well. One of my favorite stories is my first season with the fuel we were taking, I was getting ready to get married and we were taking the team photo and our coach made me stand in front of everybody and was like, all right, give me three, because I was brand new. He's like, give me three facts about yourself. And I was like, all right, well, I was like, my name is Mark. I was like, I grew up here in Indy. And I was like, and I've been playing hockey here in Indy for about 20 years. And then got off the ice after pictures and they asked for the nets to be brought onto the ice. And I couldn't get the Zamboni doors open. The players were all standing right there on the other side of the Zamboni doors. And I finally got him open. One of the guys looks at me and goes, 20 years, huh? And I was like, oh, come on. Yeah, so that's right. I, I ended up getting to practice with them a couple of times. So that was that was pretty cool. So um, yeah. not necessarily show off my skills, but show to them <laughs> that I, I, I do know how to skate at the very least. You still got it, dude. Uh, no. <laughs> um, if a player ended up with the Indy Fuel, would that be a junior league team and they would go on to college? I mean, what? Where do they? So fall? the junior fuel or the the fuel are a um, they're think of it in baseball terms. They're a double A team. Um, okay, cool. So the NHL NHL has very similar to um, MLB, where you have NHL, Triple A, Double A, Single A. Um, you can think of the fuel as Double A hockey. What was a typical day like for you and your job? What duties did you typically have? As the media relations director, I was kind of a jack of all trades. We had a very small, we had a small staff, uh, which was a blessing and a curse. Um, you got to do everything, but at the same time, you had to do everything. Uh-huh. Um, so normal day in the office was just kind of like your normal nine to five, uh, putting together game notes. I was in charge of putting together roster. I was in charge of working with media, graphics. Uh, I made all the, I did all the graphic design. I did all the video, stuff like that. That was kind of normal day in the office. And then Game days were kind of, you get there at 8 a.m., you put together game notes for the game, get everything printed off of the broadcasters, uh, run all of that kind of stuff, watch morning skate, get to know the guys, see what everybody's doing, if anybody's dinged up. And then then it was on to the game at 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. On the game started at 7 o'clock. I'd be there at 4, 35 o'clock and be ready to go. Um, then it would cover the game on social media, um, cut highlights, and deal with any media that were there. It was, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot, um, but it was, it was a blast. I loved it. Well, and this, this seems to be a consensus and, and it's part of the joy. It's the reason why we go into the industry, but like with all those responsibilities, 
did you have work-life balance? Luckily, Lauren, my wife was, was very, uh, she trusted me with all that kind of stuff and she believed in me and pushed me to do my best in terms of that kind of stuff. So there were times during the season, no, because you'd play, sometimes you'd play three games in three days um, and you'd play uh, four games in five nights. So no, there were times, there were definitely times where I'd leave for, yeah. I'd leave Friday morning for a, for a game day and I'd be like, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll be back here at 11 o'clock tonight and then I got to be back at the office at 8 a.m. on Saturday Saturday morning and uh, do it all over again so there were definitely times where I'd barely see her over a weekend um, but luckily luckily we kind of managed it um, it's part of the reason I moved to the Indy 11 but uh, it was it was difficult at times but like I said working in hockey and working in a sport that I grew up playing was was pretty cool similar responsibilities with Indy 11 I would imagine a little bit less I I, I moved over there to do more by doing less, I guess is what I would say. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I run all the social media and marketing for the team. So anything you see posted on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, it's all posted by me. And then all of our, all of our marketing and digital advertisements and things of that nature um, is also kind of in my wheelhouse. They're still relatively new to the city in my view like your job is sort of important and is one of the goals like trying to establish Indy 11 along with the Pacers and the Colts as a main source of entertainment for the city yeah of course I mean you always want to be one of those those top two top three right it's that's definitely that's definitely a goal every day we're trying to grow the brand but like you said we are brand new I mean you look at the Colts it's what they'll be 40 years old here in the next couple of years and then the Pacers are just as old so we're, we're nowhere near that we're, we'll yeah. be in our 10th season, 10th season next year. And so trying to just trying to grow the brand, trying to grow the, the club and kind of get in the, get into the youth, youth area and stuff like that. Oh, I meant to ask you this when you were telling the, the Zamboni story. Did you get to drive that thing? Did you get to drive it? I, I did actually. Yeah. I did get to drive Zamboni one time. Um, I was, uh, I was pumped. It, yeah. it, it was, I was like, this, this is the coolest thing ever that I get to drive a Zamboni. So I do get to keep that, that one in yeah. as a little fun fact of like, yeah, I've driven the Zamboni before. So yeah, I did get to do that. Difficult. I mean, I feel like you would have to anticipate a turn, if it, you know, that's what you have to do with that kind of vehicle. It was, it, it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't insanely difficult. Luckily this one had treads on it or like the like metal treads on it. So it wasn't too hard, but yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Also, just to cover bases, I'll admit this to you because you could probably hook me up. Uh, I have never been to a hockey game. Any advice? I'd imagine every seat is great, but like against the glass is probably, or as close to the glass as possible is probably ideal, right? Just have a good time, honestly. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's a totally different sport. It's a totally different atmosphere. Up close, obviously, it's not an NHL arena. It's a very small arena with five, 6,000 people. And so you're, you're seeing it up close and you're seeing the game it seems faster up close and all that kind of stuff. So I like, I like seeing it from up high. Okay. Um, you see the whole game, but that's just me. Cause I played, I don't like standing up close and I don't like being, <laughs> unless I'm right behind the net or something like that. I don't like being up against the glass because you can't always see everything like further down. You don't, you're not able to see all the time, but uh, yeah, up top, up top's the best way, best spot for me. But for somebody like you said, never been to a hockey game yeah get those glass seats right behind the net that's a good time well and we we've mentioned time and time again that hockey is not temperature controlled i mean it, you can feel the chill in there can't you when when a game oh yeah. oh yeah oh yeah you sure can yeah it's uh so. 
Okay. You got to break out the hoodie and the, the winter coat sometimes. <laughs> also, man, I wanted to mention this because uh, it made a headline. Uh, the Indy 11, they're going to be getting a new stadium, new development going on. I'm surprised that that's going up. Were you at all? I mean, a little bit. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, that was, that was a big, big reason for my move to Indy 11 is just uh, there, there's a lot of uh, potential in the future, a very, very bright future for the club. New stadium would be 20,000 seats. It'd be right between Victory Field and Lucas Oil. And so I think that's, it's, it's very, very cool. It's very, like I said, the future is very, very bright. You also mentioned your wife, uh, Lauren, who I know going back to Carmel too. And I, <laughs> I want to document this stuff, dude, because one of the most impactful classes that I took at my time in Carmel was the American Sign Language class with you. What was it like to meet Mr. Wheeler and to experience that? And that's pretty awesome. I love that class. That was one of my favorite classes at Carmel. Um, getting to know Joe Wheeler was one of the coolest things I've ever gotten to do. And Lauren helped me with that a bunch, obviously. But I got to know his family. I got to know him. Amazing people and people that I helped me through high school just in general. Yeah. Um, but sign language in general is something that we, every once in a while, will still use if needed. But it's a good, it, it's it's a good thing to have in the back pocket <laughs> it's a it's a nice little nice little fun fact of like people are like oh yeah i kind of speak spanish i'm like yeah i'm sign language and like what yeah no yeah. um that one is fun but i i love joe he was he, like i said he helped me through high school yeah. um that class was one of the most fun classes i took in high school just because he made it fun and um obviously i met my wife there so that that helped yeah uh, has he come to a game yet? Y'all treated him to one yet? <laughs> we haven't seen, no, we haven't. I mean, we're still yeah. Facebook friends, but, uh, haven't, haven't talked much since, since high, since kind of college, we would meet up with him every once in a while at college yeah. once, when we were both there, but, uh, haven't, I, I, maybe I gotta, I gotta message him and see if, see if he <laughs> wants to come out or something like that. Well, and I don't want to be moved to tears, but when I think about how much, how important music is to my life and being able to hear that. And then I, think yeah. about, then I think about Mr. Wheeler not being able to hear sound. Actually, well, believe yeah. it or not, believe it or not, he he loved music. Yeah, uh, he could feel the vibration. I'm he could feel the vibration, yeah. He, he was, he's such he... a happy dude, you know, <laughs> uh, this, yeah, despite not, not being able to hear something. That's just, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was wild. Um, is Lauren still, uh, is she an interpreter? No, she's not. Um, Lauren's a physical therapist, right. has her doctorate. Um, and is working at the Zionsville, Zionsville schools. Oh yeah. Lauren went to college with me too at UND. So did she do, yep. she got all of her other degrees from UND as well? Yep. Yep. Everything at UND. Dude, I'm telling you, it's one reason I went there was for the physical therapy program. So Greyhound through and through. <laughs> Greyhoundaholic, man. Yeah, um, exactly. I'll, exactly. I'll tell you. Oh, I wanted to ask you, do you remember the, uh, we had to sign a song for Mr. Wheeler's class. You remember what song you had to do? I do remember signing that song. I did. I was uh, Fix You by Coldplay. That was oh. just because, just because of the, uh, there's a guitar riff at the end. I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I'll pick a song that just has a, <laughs> has a minute long guitar riff that I don't have to do anything because yeah. I was lazy in high school. So yeah, that was, uh, yeah. That, I do remember doing that, doing that in my bedroom at my parents' house and closing the door because it was embarrassing. Well, and you know, you get a minute to play air guitar. Get the get the facial <laughs> exactly. expressions in there. Exactly, exactly. Um, no, I remember that. I remember sitting and watching everybody's. That was that was one of the most cringeworthy days <laughs> of high school. What a wonderful world was mine 
Uh, okay, there you go. You know, you got the sweet factor there, uh, <laughs> and I, it, it's only a two-minute song. Thank God. You don't get the uh, you don't get the Louis Armstrong deep voice out of that though. But you gotta you gotta try to animate that through, through your signing. <laughs> you know, that's what you gotta that's do. That's true. That's true. Um, Mark, you were a music guy. Uh, when you had a game, who was on your playlist to get you in the mood to play? That's a good question. I was more in high school and college. I was more of like a hip hop kind of guy to really get me going. Yeah. Um, I throw on set. I then a little bit of uh, classic rock. My dad grew. I grew up on classic rock, um, but I throw in some ACDC and um, Thunderstruck, Back in Black, stuff like that. Uh, some Shoot to Thrill. That was that was the one that really got it going. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I was I was classic rock and kind of hip hop. Right. Um looking back on your life sports has played an important role uh what are the most important life lessons you've been able to take away from all of it deep questions jimmy uh i'm telling you dude <laughs> coming with coming with the stuff we're telling a hard story. hitting hard hitting exactly yeah. no i just being on a team um yeah. working working for the fuel working for the 11 um playing sports has really taught you how to work as a team work with others um whether it's good or bad um everybody's got a good teammate everybody's got a bad teammate everybody disagrees stuff like that and being on a team um playing a team sport really helps with that um yeah and i, I think you learn that as you grow up and um as you play at a decently high level i didn't get too high but um you, you still learn how to be on a team and learn how to work with others uh whether you agree or disagree yeah well i'm only asking this too man because we are getting older uh <laughs> You, do you hope to have a family soon? I hope so. Yeah, I yeah. hope so. We uh, definitely, great. definitely. I uh, I could see you being a sport dad. You know, I could see you showing <laughs> up. Uh, That's the dream, isn't it? Yeah. Are Are you hoping that they they do hockey and then you get to coach them up a little? That'd be awesome. My dad coached me all the way, almost all the way to high school. So yeah, if I if I got to do something like that, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. All right. Um, Let's see. Anything else? Um, Mark, is there anything else you want to add, brother? I don't think so, man. It's been a while, so I'm, I'm glad yeah. I got to do this. Yeah, me too, man. Uh, how could people reach out and connect with you if they feel compelled? I'm all over social media. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Shoot me a follow. mgranda 71 Yeah, that's that's how to, right. how to get a hold of me if you need to. Mark, uh, I'll tell you, man, I, I really don't keep up with a ton of people from high school. And there was, you know, three or 4,000 that you <laughs> had to go through at Carmel. But uh, always good energy, always a good smile from you. And uh, it's once again a joy to do a tape, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. For sure, man. I appreciate it. All right, folks, to hear this episode again, you can make your way over to my website, jbkonair.com. You can also get the show anywhere that you podcast by searching my initials, jbk. O-N-A-I-R. Until next time, have a great day and a better tomorrow.